Hello and welcome to Around the Horn Health and Phys Ed. My name is Dave and this is going to be a different kind of maybe a little segue type episode where I took a piece of our dodgeball conversation and made this into a kind of a mini episode based on assessment because we kind of took a little right turn in our conversation with dodgeball and we started talking about Clickers and plagnets and other things. So I'm going to make this a kind of a spin-off episode. And um, I do want to talk about a couple different new things that I've been working on with my class. Now, again, I'm in the classroom full-time now. I'm teaching social studies, U.S. history, sixth grade, which is something totally different. And I'm determined to get back into, into PE at some point. But for right now, since I'm in the classroom, I have, I'm able to experiment with some different apps, different websites, different things. And my dog is going crazy right next to me. So you can, might, might be able to hear her. Um, but anyways, she, <laughs> she's something else. So I'm going to talk about two of them right now. Now you can use these if you are teaching online, what we call home connect, or if you're virtual school, or if um, you're just not face to face right now, or even if you are face to face, but you've limited equipment, you could use this. Um, they could do this on the Chromebooks or you can do it as a class. So the first one is called GimKit. Now, remember, I don't get paid for either of these two. So I'm just going to tell you about them. I really like them. GimKit is a paid subscription. Uh, there's a 30 day free trial, but um, I yearly it's about $60, but I use some of my money I got for, for just being a teacher. We get lead money in the district. Now, some of you might not. So this might be out of your budget. I understand that. But I did want to tell you, it's kind of like Kahoot, but I like it better because you can make your own gim kits. It's like Kahoot's, let's just say, where they have questions and kids can actually earn money, like pretend money against each other. They can, uh, there's a, there was an Among Us type game where they had to find the imposter and they could vote, but they had to get questions right. We use it as a review in history. And there's other games like there's humans versus zombies. There's like a, you got to beat the, the, the head boss guy. You got to find the infinity stones, things like that. GimKit is great. And the kids really like it. It's again, the best way I can compare it, like I said, is Kahoot, but you can make your own Gim kits as well, where you can grab from other people's questions and make your own Gim kits, or you can actually type in your own. You can make vocabulary, which I've done and I really enjoy it. I think it's worth it. Um, especially cause I use it probably about once a week and you can even assign it for homework. So I kind of give it as extra credit kind of thing when kids are done with their work. Okay. Go to Gim kit, go review instead of just sitting there and doing nothing. Um, so extra credit, you know, again, assignments, you can sign it for the, for the week, which I've done before. And they just have to get to a certain money amount and they could do multipliers and they could double their money and they can, even when they're going against people, they can ice them out or freeze them and they can block their screen and they can do all sorts of stuff. So it's kind of fun. And um, it's just something different the kids really like. So that's GimKit. Now, the second one is uh, what's called whiteboard.fi. So I just found this by accident, honestly. Whiteboard.fi is like an interactive whiteboard that you can um, you can write on on your screen and then you can push it out to the students if you'd like, or they can just log in like a classroom, like a Google classroom type thing. They can log in and um, you can give them a question. Like I usually start, start my day like that with my students. I'll get, I'll put something on my whiteboard.fi and then they will go on it and answer the question. And I could see their answers um, and I can hide it from everybody else if I want, but I can also push things out to them. Like I could create a question or put something on a, like a picture. We've done this before where, 
they had to find the, the flaws in George Washington, the crossing of the Delaware, that famous picture. And there actually is some historical inaccuracies. And so I push the picture out to them and then they'd circle, they can circle it, like what's wrong with it kind of thing. And I could see that it's really, it's a great way to do a quick formative assessment, either at the beginning or end of class. Um, again, I could, and they can add pictures too. They can add pictures to what they, um, put out there or answer. They can draw on it. Um, even some like free time when they're done, they can, they can add text boxes. They can add, um, just different types of drawings and, uh, they really like it. And it's really great for a quick five minute, uh, end of class, beginning of class type thing. So check it out. It is whiteboard.fi. Now I have done clickers. I've done plagnets. I've done uh, lots of these assessment type things that we're about to talk about. So I'm kind of piecing this together. I'm going to, we're going to join this conversation kind of mid sentence with Justin talking about clickers and plagnets. And if you don't know what those are, those are just fantastic uh, assessment tool for your phys ed classroom or any classroom. If you don't have those, you can use magnets. You can use, um, what I've done before, which is just post-it notes or expo markers and kids can leave their answers, um, in like a parking lot type thing, which we, we call a parking lot on, on the whiteboard, you know, they can just leave their things on the way out again, a sticky note, anything like that will work. So check this out. This is our conversation on just some formative assessments. That's where plagnets are the best. When you do a affective check-in with plagnets, now you're only going to get a quick formative feedback on it. It's not going to be in-depth, but I used to have the kids and I put it on my door and they would come up and it was like one to 26 or one to 30 and they were the plagnets. And A was class was horrible. You know, I don't ever want to do this again. And then D, if they turn it to D, is this was the best class ever. Let's definitely revisit this. Uh, and I think that's a, a really good quick assessment on how to get their feedback, because that's the hardest thing. You can sit there and, and talk to them, but you only have so many minutes. For uh-huh. your, you, can, you only get three, five, whatever kids. This way you get an a exact snapshot of what everyone thinks. And it's quick. And it's easy. So I definitely recommend flagments for that effect. Yeah, I uh, I hate that. Um, as soon as I really got my platinets, got it all nice and ready to go, and started using it, then eh, COVID, and now I'm not in the classroom anymore. But I did take them with me. <laughs> I was like, I put too much hard work into setting these things up, taking them with me. <laughs> Are plagnets the things that you call for plickers? Mm-hmm. Or is that yes. different? Plickers, magnets. That's what they are. So uh, if you go online in the shared for Zed folder, uh, Mike Genicola put them there and he just took them and you order them on Amazon. They're like, I don't know, 15 bucks or 20 bucks, the circles. And then you take your circles that are printed in the, in the uh, folder, cut them, glue them onto the magnets. And then each class you set up, it's pretty easy. And then you have all that feedback. Boom. Takes two seconds. I had them laser printed. My um, principal secretary did it for me a few years ago. They're really cool looking. Like they're like right on the magnets. Um, It's it's really awesome. (laughs) So yeah, they look good. I have to, hopefully they're still there in my office. I was just like started using them 
and then like Fran, COVID. Yeah. But you gave me a great idea how I can now set them up. I think I'm going to create something at the door. Mm-hmm. I actually had two sets. I had one in my classroom. Well, the platinets in my classroom. And then uh, in the gym, uh, I had like a, uh, I kind of made a uh, a cart from, um, what is that? Uh, the uh, clothes hanger, clothes, whatever, rod, clothes rod that, that are on wheels. I can't think of what it's called. Garment roller something but anyway so i uh i took some poster board and i put uh velcro on the poster board and then cut out the um the circles and put uh velcro on the back so when i was in the gym area because we didn't have stuff on the walls and things uh then i used that for uh the feedback from the kids and you know you kind of just have to think out the outside the box sometimes so I was like hmm let me try this and sometimes um because there wasn't a backing it was kind of hard for the kids to push the velcro on the uh, poster but we made it work yeah that's why I like the magnets on the back of the door on the door I would open my door and then I would prop it open to my office and that's where all the magnets were. And when I left and I closed it, they were, so I never had to worry about anything. Mm. Super useful. Well, what I did before I had the plagnets was I just made, had magnets with numbers on them and each, this, let's say your student number one, you had a magnet. And so instead of the questions um, saying, you know, best class, you know, best game ever or whatever in the middle, not so much. Um, I would make a little grid on the board and they just put the magnets where they, uh, it doesn't have to have numbers on just magnets. You give each kid a magnet and they just vote on it. And then you could kind of see where everybody's, what they're voting on, what their uh, thoughts are. That's a good idea too. Get that little low tech way to do it. Yeah, that's, that's right. It's really, it was real simple. Or, you know, I mean, we used to do like the solo taxonomy thing. I would just have either post-it notes or, mm-hmm. you know, just, they just take an expo marker and just initial it or put a little, check mark and you know it's very low tech oh yeah i i used a lot of post-it notes uh in my class for extra tickets like real quick questions boop 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 i probably killed a lot of trees just from the post-it notes <laughs> yeah i see some of the emojis outside the door that's an easy low tech one too where it's a smiley face a frowny face or whatever a medium and then they tap it as they go i mean now we probably don't want that with the old covid but that i thought was a a quick easy low-tech way of seeing how class went Um, yeah the the pandemic is like can't do that anymore let me think of something else to do um steven um I don't remember learning a lot in elementary PE. I remember having tons of fun and just like whatever we did, I pretty much loved it. Uh, Just having a blast. Now, middle school PE is where you got more into the technical learning of how to play, you know, sports and stuff like that. I still had a good time depending on who my teacher was at the time, but 
it wasn't the same joy, joy, like in elementary, but I still remember my teachers and what I learned. Uh, and then high school, high school, I didn't necessarily have PE. Either it was athletic period or so say PE, but we were just sitting around doing nothing. <laughs> We were, I mean, elementary for me was when I, my first elementary phys ed teacher, I still remember she probably has no clue who I am. It just seemed like we were sitting around most of the time. So it was just like, oh, well, you have to learn how to sit here and do this. So I don't remember anything from kindergarten, first grade that was memorable outside of just sitting. Second through fifth grade, I had Miss Cernofsky. She was great. At times, it wasn't, there was like no compet, like competition. So at times, it would get boring or certain things we would do would be very limited and I would get really frustrated. But it was more exploratory. So we would do a lot of stuff where it's like pretty much just challenge by choice. So like what challenge did you want to do? How far did you want to go? Developmentally appropriate PE. We'll just say that. Like it was, it was just a solid phys ed class. Didn't really learn anything. Field day was dope. Love placing in the top three for like just about every other like physical activity competition, like throwing and stuff like that. Middle school, it was segregated. So it was male and female. Traditional like old school phys ed, which was kind of great at times. Because I didn't have to do anything. And going back, I needed that outlet. But at the same time, it's like, I really didn't learn anything. I was just doing things. There was like no thinking and processing with it. And there was internal thinking, but still one of my favorite classes where I was like, yeah, I get 100% in this for just showing up and just doing this. Like, this is cool, whatever. But then high school, we actually had a really in-depth department. So we had a plethora of classes from the physical ed. You had physical education every year, which was awesome. So nine through 12, you had that. We also had a robust electives program. So my freshman year, I took strength and conditioning one. Sophomore year, I took strength and conditioning two, as well as CPR, first aid, and... I think it was like another safety type and like it was basically an intro safety medical course. Um, we actually did some dissection in it, which was dope. Dissected a cat. It was, smelled horrible. And then there was a health professions, which was actually, it was okay. It wasn't bad. And what was the other one I did? I think there was like another one I'm missing. So I basically took when I went through experiences in college, I already kind of took a lot of those courses in high school. So it sucked when I went to college. I was like, this is stupid. I already know all of this. This is dumb. And then you have to show up like every class and you're just like, this is horrible. Like I'm getting penalized. If I miss one class, I lose like 10% or something. It's like, if you miss three classes then you fail and you're like, this is stupid. So I think you're right. I loved high school. Elementary was okay. Middle school was like a stress relief. 
Yeah, but you, what you said about not a lot of processing, I think you're right. Like, I, I don't remember having these talks about, I mean, even, you know, again, going back to target games, I guess what we're talking about, like even just talk about the strategies you're talking about, you know, just the processing behind it, or even anything like the, mm-hmm. you know, finding open space in invasion games or, you know, I just, I was pretty good at sports, but I didn't really have the thinking behind it. And I don't think anybody really said, Hey, you know, here's what you're doing or here's why you're hitting it to this, you know, part of the field or whatever. I, I don't think we had that back then. I'm not saying no one did that, but I don't remember any of that processing. Did, did you Fran or. Not at all. Um, like I said earlier, I just remember playing, but there was never any uh, inquiry. There was never any, um, you know, like asking for feedback or none of that stuff. It was just like, okay, this is what we're doing today, boys and girls. And we had fun and then it was over. Um, And then uh, middle school, still there was no reason why you got taught the skills, you performed the skills, you were like, oh, I mastered that. Uh, or uh, like for me, because um, I've always been the tall kid. Um, so when it was time for gymnastics, I didn't really uh, do the tumbling part. I was like the uh, assistant spotter to my teacher. So I was like, so I never learned how to do like backhand springs and all of that. I stopped at cartwheels. Like I got that down, but I was like, yeah, I, you know, I felt strong because I was with the teacher helping spot the rest of the kids. So, uh, so it's like different things like that. Like uh, I remember the like the balance beam in middle school and like we had all of that I remember doing those equipment uh different uh pieces of equipment but like we never got taught like the like you said Dave uh the reason why like strategy like uh how to enhance your skills none of that you just you at the time you were taught the skills, you performed the skills and um, you probably took a skills test and a written test and then you moved on to the next unit and that was it. Thank you everyone for tuning in. I really do appreciate it. And hopefully you learned a little bit from our stellar panel um, on this kind of different kind of piece together um, episode of assessments. So I hope you like that little mini episode. Um, I always learn something from my, the panel, the people I have on the show, and I just think they're fantastic and you need to keep learning and growing, you know, in your PLC. And hopefully we're part of your PLC because I get things from all of you online, all of you on Twitter and on Facebook and listen to people's podcasts, things like that. So Hopefully you learned a little bit. And if you did, please give us a four or five star review. If it made you laugh or think or just change your program in any way, just by listening in and learning something new. I really do appreciate it. And have a great day. Have a great weekend. Whenever you listen to this, wherever you listen to this, you guys and girls are awesome for PE Nation. Let's keep pushing our profession forward.